All right, guys, Sports Cards Nonsense, your latest edition Tuesday episode brought to you by The Ringer and Spotify. Get it wherever you get your podcasts. Watch us on Spotify, Vodcast. Oh, Watch God. it everywhere. Download it's rough. it. Listen, link, <laughs> subscribe, <laughs> click. Starting we have to, hard. But I had to start off with a joke. <laughs> it is a sad and a dark day here in Nashville, Tennessee. I don't think, I don't think, I don't want, I don't want to talk about it. Brady, it's a sad thing to hear. My eldest, he is 10 months old. Oh, Golden God. Doodle, greatest dog on the planet. Of course, named oh, after Thomas Edward Brady. Had to drop him off at the old veterinarian today. Stop. He's getting the clip. Poor oh, little God. guy. So we will keep him in our thoughts today. <laughs> I know we're not supposed to have small talk at the beginning of the show because no one cares, but I care. So I, deal I with it. I care about Brady. It's 30 seconds of Brady update. That's it. J-Bo's here. He's prepared as always. He did I'm just so tell prepared. me. He just opened Don't the show notes. So any- literally hasn't spent no. any time doing any research I, this week. You know why? Because I was looking up Drew Brees fun facts. Oh, in- so why don't you get into it? There, that's our bye-bye Brees. You like that cute let's, name I put on there? Big let's picture. Let's go big picture. Bye-bye, Brees. Let's hear your facts. You said you had some research on Drew. Give me some okay. fun facts. I can't wait to give you all the fun facts. I can't wait to you stop looking off screen and clicking for, buttons. You think I memorized that? He has so many fun facts. How am I going to memorize Drew that? Drew Brees Did you retiring. know he is the third player in NFL history to throw 40 or more touchdowns twice? Did you know that? Who are the other players to do it? Uh, Marino and Manning. Duh. Brady's God. never done it. Brady's now had, now had over forty. This twice. was at the time. This was That's at the probably, time of the writing. Know. Could be. All right. Well, yeah. So there's your one. I'll I'll pepper them in throughout the big. It's a strong start <laughs> to the show. So Breeze retiring after 20 years. Of course, it's big football news, but it's also going to have a huge hobby effect. Uh, if you're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, make sure you follow us there. Sports cards nonsense. But you've been seeing people selling stuff. eBay has been. Uh, his stuff has been flying off eBay the last uh, 24 oh, yeah. hours since they made the announcement. Less than that, even. Um, you know, Breeze is going to go down as an all-time great. I don't think anybody has him outside of the top 10. I don't have him anywhere too high in that list because he didn't win the big game more than once. However, when it comes to hobby relevance, 2001, you know, he's back when there were still a bunch of premium brands around. His rookie stuff, of course, with the Chargers. I'll say this about Breeze, and you've got the research, as a matter of fact. What do you have on there for Breeze? This is from Indy, the intern, as always. Yep. Thank you, Indy. Uh, what do you have on there for uh, Breeze rookie card stats? All right, so I know we, picked a few we have a number of cards, but I think the the number one on here, at least the largest population, is the 2001 Topps Drew Brees. Um, PSA 10s, before you want to know before and after? Yeah, before and after. So before announcement, they were selling for uh, $1,500 to $1,600. So after? How, how many have sold after? Does he have how many or just a couple of prices? Uh, he just has three most recent prices. So he's going for $1,500 before? Yep. I'm going to go 2200 after. Oh, so close. 21. 21. Okay, 2000, so 2100 So yeah. a 50% increase almost. Well, I think that'll probably hold. 40 to 50% bump. I think those numbers will stay. Does he have his Bowman Chrome on there? Uh, let me see. Bowman Chrome. We do have the Bowman Chrome. Actually, there's a lot of them. Refractor. Just straight Bowman Chrome base if it's on there. I'll tell you. Because that's kind of the hallmark card. I mean, to put in perspective, a Brady PSA 10 Bowman Chrome is going for about 30 grand right now. So I'd be curious to see where Breeze, Breeze will never touch Brady numbers, but Breeze stuff's going to sell. I mean, again, you're talking 20 years old at this point. Uh, and Breeze was one of those guys who kind of had a quiet period early in the career where people just were not high up on Breeze up until a couple of years ago. He got a big spike a few years back. Um, yeah. That Topps card is nice. I, again, 2000 bucks for a PSA 10. I, I like that play. 
Um, well, Jesse's pulling that up. I'll say this about Breeze. If you're going to chase Breeze stuff, I would give it some time. We always see the initial spike, right, day after the week of the announcement of retirement. I would give that a little bit of time to chill out. You're also at the height of the market, and the football market is actually weirdly strong for this time of year. So if you're looking to buy Breeze cards, I would hold off for now. I'd give it three or four weeks, see where the prices settle at. Uh, and then I would go one of two directions with Breeze stuff if you're a fan. Uh, I would go A, rookie cards. High-grade rookie cards you're not going to go wrong with. And then I would also go with his patch autograph cards, which we don't talk about a lot. We always talk about rookies and parallels and things like that. I would go patch autograph cards of premium brands of him in a Saint uniform. Aside from a rookie, I have no use for him in a, in a Chargers uniform on a card. Uh, but I actually have a couple numbers up here, like Flawless and Immaculate, two of the nicer brands. You can get patch autos for five to 700 bucks. Really nice patch autos. I don't think that's a bad buy. And those are super premium brands. Immaculate, even a little bit less. You can still get just regular on-card autos for 150 to 200 bucks all day. There's a bunch of them on eBay. You get the Bowman Chrome? Yeah. So the Bowman Chrome, we got a few deviations here, but the refractor, is that the one you're looking at? Just give me it, whatever you got. So the 2001 Bowman Chrome refractor, you're looking at before... PSA 9, he only has PSA 9s and PSA 10s, so, uh, or I'm sorry, yeah, PSA 8s and PSA 9s. You're looking at a, between 2,500 and 3,000. For um, PSA 9? Yeah, that's, I'm sorry, that is what they are going for right now. Right between now. Between 2,800 and 2,300. Again, you put that in perspective, a Brady PSA 9 Bowman Chrome refractor from the year before is probably 40, 40 to 45,000. That's Breeze insane. is going for 10%. I mean, I just think historically Breeze's numbers are so good that his hobby, although it's high, has not caught up to what, because you've got guys like Brady and Mahomes that set the bar so high. I think guys like Breeze, Rogers, Manning can close the gap a little bit. So I would go after, again, I would just focus on one of two things, either nice, low-numbered patch autographs in Saints uniform or his rookie stuff like Jesse's talking about. Uh, looks like it's about 40 to 50% across the board yep. the before and after on almost everything. Yeah, because they were like 1,500 beforehand. So Yeah, so same as the top. Yeah, so again, if you're going to do, if that's your play, just hold off. There's no reason to rush into it. The other thing I would say, and we don't, we've not talked about this at all, so tops made football cards up until 2014. The other thing I think are super undervalued right now are high grade, or excuse me, premium brand tops autograph football guys. Just because they stopped making them years ago. I don't know when the NFL or if they're ever going to get licensing back. It's Panini exclusive now. But you got you got brands like Museum. Museum on-card breeze autos go for hundreds of dollars. They way outsell almost all of his Panini stuff. Uh, you talk about five-star, Museum, Tops triple thread especially that museum card, which I think Breeze has two years of it. If I'm not mistaken, 13 and 14, they make the metallic gold framed autographs. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like we're going to start seeing, and we've seen it a little bit, but I think tops football from the late 2010 era, I think is going to start to mirror like basketball, upper deck basketball from the early 2000s. It was exclusive. People really liked it. It went away. So there's still that really, uh, ex there's really that exclusive factor to it. So I do think we're going to see a bump there. So if you're going after Breeze stuff, I think there's plenty of room there with autos because again, he is still so much lower uh, on, on some of those brands. And his rookie stuff is not a bad play. But don't you think that is like, since out of your own mouth, you've said that Breeze can't ever be one of the greatest because he hasn't had he doesn't have the Super Bowl wins behind yeah. him. But right. do you think that 
like as far as pricing goes, how much Absolutely. more of a bump were, are we thinking though? Well, again, if you're telling me some of his his premium rookie stuff is uh, is selling for ten to fifteen percent of Tom Brady, mm-hmm. now Brady's hands down the number one guy of all time, right? Breeze is not on, in my opinion, is not on the the Brady, Elway, Montana, even Manning level. You know, Manning went to three Super Bowls. Breeze has been to one, but when it, in terms of hobby. If you ask me the greatest quarterbacks of my time, it's Brady, Manning, Brady, Manning, and Breeze. He's right there. And Breeze has a crazy strong following. You know, he's also got kind of that underdog story coming back from injury, getting dumped by the Chargers. And he comes in at a perfect time. He came in with the same era as Brady one year later. So he has all the real nice premium card brands. Because um, that's one thing like Mahomes won't have. Patrick Mahomes is going to be exclusively Panini product. He'll never have tops rookie stuff. I just think Breeze is one of those guys, although I don't think he's on that level skill-wise on the field, in terms of the hobby, historically, a top five, top ten guy of all time, he's still selling way cheaper than some of his contemporaries, especially like Brady and Mahomes. So, yeah, I think there's room there for the rookie and the high-end autograph play. Here's a fun fact. He's thrown for at least 3,000 yards. Hang on. 3,000 yards, 16 times. It said 15, but that was oh. like 2018. So it could be 16. You don't do any research for the show, and the research you do is two years old? What are we and doing here? Why does it matter the date? Well, I guess it, there's oh, a yeah. lot of reason why it matters. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here is the other thing that's important with the Breeze news is who's next in, in New Orleans. You know, we talk about if Russ Wilson yeah. went there, his stuff would bump major. I actually, from what they're talking about now, the Saints are really high on Jameis Winston. They feel like he can be an every-down quarterback in the league. Of course, Jameis coming out of Tampa. He's a 2015 draft guy. Him and Mariota came out at the top of that class. So just to give you a little history on his cards, which are actually selling way higher than I thought. I'll be honest with you. I have not looked at Jameis stuff in forever. 2015 Panini Contenders. So his true rookie flagship autograph. Graded a BGS 9510 is still going for about 350 bucks. Now compared to big name quarterbacks and starters now, that's nothing. He comes out and has a decent season, which, again, I would argue New Orleans has a top three, top five defense in the NFC. Awesome weapons. If Jameis comes out and throws 30 to 35 touchdowns, which he did in Tampa, he needs to cut down the interceptions, but that card could easily hit $800 to $1,000 this year. There's all, And there's already been a bump in prices. Some have jumped as high as 400 already. I think there's a feeling in the market like, hey, what if this guy's the next guy, and that's the that's what we're at. The, the, that's really where we're at with cards now. Who's going to be next? What can I jump in early? So, Jameis, if you want to spend a few bucks, three fifty to four hundred bucks on a Contenders rookie auto nine five ten, and then if you just type in on eBay, go to Facebook, go to Blowout Forums, all that, just rookie patch autos of various brands, sixty to one hundred and fifty bucks. There's, I mean, probably fifty different versions you can get. Again, I'm not saying Jameis is going to come in and win a Super Bowl. But that team is certainly talented enough. If they turn the reins over to him, he's going to put up big numbers, I have to think. And if he does, he's just been so forgotten in the hobby for so long. So I just think you're going to see both those guys spike. Breeze is spiking now. Obviously, it'll cool off, but he's going to maintain. I mean, he's going to sell higher in six months than he's ever sold before, uh, except for this two-week window. And I think we're going to start seeing Jameis stuff just on pure speculation. On to the next segment. Which I know you don't have any research on because you didn't even look at it. Go. I do have uh, actually information about this. Thanks a lot, uh, Indy. Oh, Indy gave you this too. NBA notes, Joel Embiid. Let me say this first and foremost. No, we are not going to come on here with the I told you so about Embiid. However. Did we tell them so? This is 
This was my fear with Embiid. It happens. I feel like every year it happens just about. Either he he tanks out in the fourth, which we saw when he first came in the league. He didn't have stamina to play, especially at the end of the season. It affected him. My Celtics were routing them in the playoffs. And then injury. I just feel like he's going to be an injury-prone guy, which is sad because when healthy, we saw for the first half of the season, and we've seen in times past, again, for you Philly psychos on YouTube, (laughs) Embiid is as talented and as good as any big man in the league, probably the best. But if he's not healthy, I mean, I don't know what we're doing here. So two weeks ago when I was saying I'm selling Embiid's because I thought he was at the top of the mountain, I certainly feel like that today. His stuff has already come down, what, 20 to 30%? I think you have a couple numbers. It wouldn't yes. give us like the prism. So 2014 prism populations about a thousand cards. This in is PSA rookie, tens. So his 2014 rookie Panini prism PSA ten thousand yep. for a pop, which is low. Yep. So what's a PSA ten? What was it going injury, for? A thousand. Before injury, about a thousand nine seventy five. What's it After doing now? After injury, now this is granted. Right before there was one sold for seven fifty, uh, but this is right before they found out this was not a season-ending mm-hmm. injury. So what are they doing? Eight hundred. So now about eight fifty. Okay, so a fifteen percent drop. That's not really huge. I think they're not saying bad. two weeks. It's a bone bruise. Here's the thing, though. Here's what it, more importantly, what I think it does. I'm pretty sure. Again, shortened season. I have to think this probably takes them out of the MVP running, especially if they're going to keep winning without him. They looked good last night. You know, I don't know that. And it's two weeks with a bone bruise. Bone bruises are weird. Is he going to really miss two weeks, or is it going to be two weeks and then come back for a week on limited minutes? I just think to, this is a perfect example of, for me, when I when I have a feeling about a player and I think, hey, he's he's super high up price wise. I'm not always going to wait till the very last minute to sell. Embiid stuff I sold two weeks ago. Now, granted, a week after I sold it, it was probably a tiny bit higher. But I'd rather get a thousand bucks for those prism cards than 850. And I don't know where the 850 goes going forward either. If he's not going to really be in the MVP race at the end of the season, I mean, that's certainly going to take away from some of his his pricing. What do they do in the playoffs historically? And I know it's, it's only been a few years with him and Simmons. They've not been great in the playoffs. And I don't care about his stats. I'm talking about winning because they're going to have all these <laughs> clowns send me stats and his shooting. This, this is the one on YouTube. That's fine. He Even if he plays great, he lit the Celtics up for, I think he put up more than 40 a uh, couple times in the series last year. They got swept. Like, I just, I don't trust him to win the playoffs. I don't think he's in the MVP running now. So just a good example of it. If you get in low on a guy like Embiid, which six months, eight months ago you could have, sometimes you got to cash out even though it's not the top of the mountain. Um, there's a couple other weird, I, I think that also impacts people differently on that team, though. Um, I should have had Indy look up some numbers on Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons stuff, I think, is going to spike. I think you're going to see Simmons carry the team, obviously. He's now the team leader without Embiid there. And yes, it's only a couple weeks, but I think it's a short window. The NBA has all the attention right now for viewers. It's the only sport on right now. I don't really count hockey because I don't watch it. Um, um, don't, watch, don't watch it enough out there. anyways. Some people do. Now, hockey's great, but, but the NBA has all the attention on it. This is a time when if Simmons comes out and really balls out the next two weeks, you're going to see his prices jump big time, I think. Because, uh, again, people are looking for a place to spend. Philly's a crazy, uh, exciting market. Uh, there are some other markets. Oh, you had one more note. I can see that I, beautiful I, face light up. I was just going to point out. Drew Brees, 2006. <laughs> Give me I, number. I don't want to talk about Drew Brees anymore because this list has spurned me. And I don't, I don't care for this list anymore. It's making me upset. I want to go back to Joel Embiid, though, before we move out, move past it. For the guys who do think that this is a low point, buy on the buy on the drop. 2014 select, you can get those 
for about four, four to $500. Pres- um, PSA 10 select? Yes. This is for PSA 10. Four Looks to like, 500. Is that what they're doing post-injury? Actually, there's only one that was four. They're, they're closer to they're like closer 550. To five. 550 or so. But I think this is an, this is the exact same thing that happened with the, all the electric vehicle stocks like two weeks ago when the market dropped, everyone started buying in. And some of those have doubled their money since then. You buy in on these injuries if you believe in the guy. If you think there's going to be more to come, sure. this is the time to do it. But if you don't, if you're like Mike and you think, you know, I think we'll this is just a pattern. Yep. Yeah. Then, but, but you are right. If, if you're one of these staunch Philly guys, which is fine. I love these guys who support their team. I would like to see some of them put their money where their mouth is then. Go all in on Embiid right now, because from what you tell me, he's winning the MVP still. This is going to be a minor setback, and maybe, and they're going to come out of the East this year because the Nets aren't ready. If you really believe that then, my thing is always this, then put your money up. Like, go out and buy the cards then. I'm all in on KD because I think KD is winning, is coming out of the East at least, and maybe winning the finals MVP. If you're that high on Embiid, I'm not, so I sold. If you are, then buy. And I think the select is a good play. Prism that year was a kind of a different design anyways. That that 2014 Prism set never really took off like some of the others have. I mean, the fact that that's only $1,000 is a bit strange to me. Uh, and the select at half the money is not bad. That select, I bet, has a low pop too. So yeah, if you're high on Embiid, I'd say spend your money on his Prism select, or excuse me, Panini select, PSA 10. Uh, there's a couple other guys on these NBA notes. Kevin Porter Jr. has played three games with the Houston Rockets. That is a garbage team that is not going anywhere. He's averaging 17 points, and people are buying his stuff. His Prism PSA 10s are selling for like 175 to 190 bucks. If you have Kevin Porter Jr. stuff, do yourself a favor. Sell it right now. Really? I, that team is going nowhere. I, Kevin Porter, I mean, and even if you think he's going to be great, there's no reason to hold on to his stuff right now. That's a crazy high population card. He's not a stud. He's not a star in the league. Sell it now and buy it in the offseason if you're high on him. I'm not even, I don't know enough about him to be high on him. I just, I don't know what we're doing holding on to Kevin Porter Jr. stuff. The minute that spikes, out of the house. Um, out of Oklahoma City, there are a couple guys. I don't know if you saw this note too. And Simmons was as high on this guy too. I don't actually know his whole name. Okay. Cause I was about to say, I don't want to pronounce it because I don't know. Oh, how I don't to know say what it is. Poku. Yeah. Poku. Pokemon. Shy Alexander has been balling out in Oklahoma City and got a no love. His Prism Gems are doing like 250 right now. That guy's playing unbelievable this season. If you're an Oklahoma City fan, you like Shy. Uh, I don't think SGA, Shy Gregarious Alexander. That's not his middle <laughs> name. SGA. Let's just go with that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, he's a guy out of that 2019 draft or 2018 draft class, like Luca. Go after his optic, go after his select, go after some premium brands. I would just stay away from the prism uh, unless I already had him. But I think there's some money to be made there because eventually I just feel like he's the type of guy who could give you a week where he averages 35 and his stuff, although the team's not great, they're going to get into the play-in. I think that's a guy whose stuff could actually pop. Uh, The other dude had a career night last night. I was going to have you pull up the stats uh, for the Grizzlies game last night. They smoked the Grizzlies. Um He's a guy, though, too. He's obviously a rookie this year. It's uh, Alexiv Pocazarius. Not even close, by the way. That's got to be right. Yep. Couldn't be wrong. Could not be wrong. He had 20-plus last night. He's he's had a couple games this season where he's come out and played really well, scored a bunch of points. Um, You know, should you be buying the guy right now? I don't hate to play buying his Hoops rookie cards. Hoops is about one of the only ones he has out. He has a few. But, like, you can get his Hoops parallel cards dirt cheap. 
again, because of the price, I wouldn't waste the time to grade them or the money. But if you're, if you're high in the kid and you want to pick them up now and next year, you know, have them sitting in the closet for a year, a really long-term kind of long shot, take a hundred bucks and buy 10 or 15 hoops cards of his and see what they do. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But but the okay. Kevin Porter thing was crazy to me, how crazy high that dude's been selling. That, that should have been a straight trash homie pick, but that's okay. We'll He's put it playing here. well, though. It's not trash. That's why I have trouble with the straight trash. To me, it's just a good time to sell it because it's high. But he's, um, I mean, he's played good. He's not played like gar- like Marvin Bagley, to me, is selling too high and has looked like garbage this year. That's a straight trash guy. I would sell Bagley everything I had. Okay, everybody, but, forget what you just heard. We're going to save that for a straight trash. Dub it. We're going to so, dub yep. that whole up. Redub. <laughs> Redo it. Uh, one quick note for tomorrow. Well, you're going to listen to this on Tuesday, so tomorrow will be Wednesday. New release, 2021 Inception Baseball on Blowout right now. It's doing about 175. I think you can get it. Uh, some card shop guys I've talked to, it's probably going to be 140, 150 bucks a box. You get some base cards. They're the super thick premium stock cards. Two base parallels as well, and then one auto or patch auto. Uh, it's a good rookie class. Alec Baum, Nick Madrigal, uh, Joe Adele, Casey Mize, Joey Bart. Good rookie class, and they all have autos in it. You've got some big names too. Griffey's got ink. Hard to hit, but Griffey's in there. Jeter, uh, Trout. Uh, so some pretty cool stuff. Fun fact about Inception, as a matter of fact, oh. in 20, 2018, when I had just broken off on my own, started breaking full time, we ripped a case. Otani was the crazy chase. So we pulled an Otani rookie patch auto mm-hmm. worth like 500 bucks, and it was a pick your team break. So one dude had the Angels. His name was Jamie. He was psyched. Well, then in the last pack, we pulled out a booklet. So you unfold it. It's literally like two cards connected. Mm-hmm. It, it was the Logo Man auto of Mike Trout. It was a one-on-one, which I think sold at Nationals for 5,500 bucks that year. Absolutely insane. As a matter of fact, wow. on the Facebook page, it is still the profile picture on the page, not the group, because it was it was ridiculous, right? Angels made thousands of dollars. So the very next case, we were joking. I was like, well, everybody in this case, just to let you know, you're getting nothing. The last case was <laughs> the greatest I've ever seen. And I forget who had the Angels in that case, but I was like, you're going to get murdered. Oh, I remember Next case, this. the Otani comes out, which I was like, cool, you already made money, Otani. And then we pulled the one-of-one booklet uh, majestic tag trout. So we pulled both trout 101s, which are the two biggest hits in the product. Insane. I love Inception. I think Inception is one of the coolest. It's expensive now, like everything. I mean, it, 150 it'd be cooler if it was 100 bucks. It used to be much cheaper. The market's hot now. Uh, but I do like it. I think you can get some decent base stuff in there too, and the base will sell well, the numbered parallels. And if you hit a good patch auto, it'll pay for everything. But uh, that nice. drops on Wednesday. So I do like that. Speaking of drops, I would like to hear you. Oh, you know, we didn't address. Oh, God. I was going to say, you can't just, you can't do that. Is there I was, a, well, I, while you prepare mentally, right, let me criticize ahead. you for yeah, a bit. Please, Is there a reason ahead. you are not dressed in green? You told what? the people the other day. No, let's, let's, let you know what? Let's do a little this what? day in history. Be quiet. I'll take it from here, sweetheart. <laughs> this day in history, Jesse says he's going to come on dressed as Shazam. What does he show up dressed on last show? That, Batman. I'll take it. I'm not taking questions right now. Shows up with a Batman mask (laughs) and a sweatshirt, which I noticed you have another sweatshirt on today. However, then we said you started talking Marvel and DC and all the other nonsense you were spewing. Yep. Mm -hmm. He said, hey, next episode, Uh I'm going to be painted. What color? Never said that. Painted green. That didn't happen. I know you have your little following. Someone go back and listen now. No one goes back and listens. (laughs) This is two times now you have dropped the ball. I do you know what you know how you can make? Do you know how you can make this up to everybody? Do you know the amount of money I would have to pay Um, for that much paint to cover my body? 
I'm going to lean back. You do what you do. Oh, God, this is going to be the angriest one I've ever had. Straight cash, homie. <laughs> when this show inevitably gets dropped, I'm going to call you twice a week to hear that now. It's oh. coming. I don't I don't know how many more page. Oh, That's going to be an NFT. Yeah, the first page. We got to talk actually, about that later. Yeah, NFT, straight cash, homie. All right, straight cash, homie. We talked about some of these guys already. We talked about one of these guys. $50, 2015, just kidding. What? Ben, 2016, Ben Simmons, raw prism rookie. With raw cards, you have to inspect it, make sure they're not really beat up, surface scratches, all that. Those raw cards go for 50 bucks. I think Simmons stuff's going to take off uh, with Embiid being gone, but then also I think it's going to take off when uh, the playoffs start uh, to a degree. So I am a buy on Ben Simmons, raw prism for 50 bucks. Next sport, we don't talk hockey at all. The only reason I even looked at this card is because I have the 1979 Gretzky OPG PSA 7. Mm-hmm. So that Gretzky was selling about 12 grand. One sold for 9,500. And then last two or three nights ago, 10,5. So, so right now, probably about a $10,500 card. Well, Mark Messier, who's top 10 in every book you read about hockey, his rookie card came out the next year. So 1980, Opeachy, a PSA 7. Again, the Gretzky's doing over 10 grand. Messier is doing under 500. That seems like a crazy gap. And I don't think the gap is going to close by Gretzky coming down. I think the gap, and based on the response we've had from the show, we've had a lot of interest in hockey. We are actually going to talk hockey on Thursday's show, Friday's show, whenever it comes It's amazing up. how many Canadian fans we have, and they only like want to hear hockey. Of them, right? It's amazing. Yeah, almost <laughs> no, seven. but it is true. And even in the States here, hockey is picking up. Mark Messier, again, a top 10 dude, 1980 Opeachy, PSA 7 does about 500 bucks, a little less. I think that's a good buy. And then in baseball, which we're going to talk some baseball on Friday as well. I think we've got a guest coming on. Um, I think Steve Peralt's going to join us. He's a big baseball. He knows way more on-field baseball. And I kind of told him we just do like, hey, you give us some on-field stuff to look for. We'll kind of play off the how it relates to the hobby. Can't wait Anyways, to join that, that conversation. Mind, 2017 Bowman Chrome Auto. Base Auto. Graded 9510 from Beckett. Evan White. Uh, Gold Glover for Seattle. Projections say, you know, 20 to 25 home runs this year. That auto goes for 60 to 80 bucks. I think that's a buy right now. I think he's, I mean, I think he's going to be in the running for gold glove again. If you're optimistic, he's going to have a decent season offensively as well. 60 to 80 bucks for that auto just seems crazy cheap. So Simmons, Mark Messier, Evan White, straight cash homie. Uh, We're going to get to Blake Jameson here in just a second, like we teased at the beginning of the show. This day in history, though, very important today. Do you have something to add? I I forgot to ask you. Do you have straight cash homie? You've got this smirk about you that I don't like. First off, I just want to point out, Pokemon could be coming back. Okay. That's all I want to say because I sold my Nationals. I sold my Charizard. You did not. 800 bucks. $1,000 loss. Why would you? I ripped some Pokemon. uh, Shining Fates uh, Elite Trainer Boxes. I ripped three of those. Kenneth Griffin, the card shop, Evansville, sent me some for some content for the Facebook page. I ripped them. I sold the cards raw for 400 bucks. I don't even know what they were. I hit some VMAX Charizard thing. <laughs> it sounds, I mean, here's what you don't realize is that. Sold stupid high. At the Dallas card show this last week, there oh, were. man. Huge money were Pokemon. Ridiculous amounts of money being put out there for Pokemon cards. Um, I think it's coming back. In fact, next Monday, we've got. A lot of you guys may actually know this person. I feel like a lot of the guests, they they don't know. But um, on YouTube, his name's Dan. He's from a show called What's Inside. 
Uh, they cut stuff open. They go inside places we don't get access to. Got like to. 50 million views, though, or something, right? Yeah, yeah. They have like 7 crazy. million followers or something like that. Um, he's actually gotten into the card space. He's going to come on the show. But he's also gone to the Pokemon card space. Uh, it, there's some pretty... Yeah, there is some is pretty crazy stuff What's going he doing? on. So that's is he going uh, I, you know, we'll, we'll find out. Hopefully okay. that's the plan. No, I, I will say, I'm glad you brought up to the Dallas card show. So one of the biggest shows now nationals, obviously in July will be bigger, but the Dallas show has become a massive thing. One thing I thought was interesting. I talked to a couple of guys who were there anyways, set up and then Gary V tweeted the same thing. And they all said Durant stuff is on fire, which makes me happy. Uh, you don't have any Durant. I'll though, tell you right? what's not on fire. Kobe stuff. Whew, way Taking lower. more of a hit. Super cheap right now. Bird I'm rookie so stuff is way down. That. There's a lot of that stuff that's come way, way down. Um, I don't know. Again, if you're if you're not looking to be like a day trader type guy, you want to buy it and sell in the next few months. Yeah. Kobe, Jordan, Bird. I don't think you can go wrong. Magic, we're going to talk about that with the documentary on Friday too. Uh, real quick, two other things and we'll get to Blake. This day in history, the big O, Oscar Robertson, 56 points at the NBA Midwest record at the time. The only reason I bring this up is his 1961 rookie card. Simmons loves that 61 set. I do too. It's super cheap. It's selling for thousands mid-grade and higher. That is still so underpriced, it's not funny. And also, I think it's actually the 16th, not the 15th, so the day the show comes out. Okay. This day in history, hang on, I got my notes here. I can't see anything. I've, I've show. got one when you're done. Just take a breath. I just want to go 1995, ahead and talk. March 16th, the Jimmy episode, Seinfeld, one oh of the greatest God. of all time. <laughs> Jimmy's the getting Jimmy, upset. Jimmy's getting upset. That was George who was getting upset, but that's fine. Jimmy might have too. One of the greatest episodes of all time for what I would argue is the greatest sitcom of all time. Whatever. It doesn't, it pales in comparison to my, the research I did for this day in history. Oh, perfect. This what means a it? lot to people like myself. Okay. March, this was March 15th. <laughs> 1892, the Escalator debuted at Coney Island. <laughs> such an it's, it's a big deal for us big guys. Walking's not always fun, you know? And sometimes it's you just want to stand and move. But it is good for you. Hey, it I do want to give a quick shout out to... clarifying that. We don't have a ton of time for mailbag. I went way over like I normally do. But people have asked again. So just a couple updates for the website. So PC is not taking PSA submission. PC sports cards... Not taking PSA submissions right now. They're still figuring out the whole price change thing. They are still doing consignment, but it is graded only. So we're going to try to get somebody else on there who's taking on raw cards for consignment. But PC sports cards, if you're looking to consign graded stuff, they're still there. I'm sure they'll have their grading services back up soon. Uh, and then we've got two other guys on there too, especially if you're in the Facebook group. They're big. Walk-off submissions with my buddy Nick Piper and then Sappy Sports Cards. He's down in Dallas uh, they both do BGS and PSA. They both evaluate and do stuff like that, which is great. They can tell you what to grade, what to not waste your time on. So if you've emailed about that, go to sportscardsnonsense.com um, and just card services. Just, just talk to one of the graders. Or if you're in the Facebook group, I'll share the links there as well. And then Grand Slam Collectibles, my buddy Nate Burns here in Murfreesboro. I'm going to reach out to him and see if we can get him on next week. One of the biggest card shops sales-wise in the country. Uh, Nate's a monster in the industry. We're going to get him on. And we recently added Steve Tingwall and his... I don't have the name of his, though. Do you have that pulled up? Is it Columbia? Oh, it's, uh, Columbia Hobby, yeah. ColumbiaHobby.com. Columbia yeah. Hobby. Because, guys, have, I mean, we got another message this morning. Hey, where do I get top loaders, penny sleeves, supplies for your cards? 
ColumbiaHobby.com. Uh, Steve's a good dude. I've worked with him for years now. Uh, you can get buy everything right to his site. He ships all over the continental U.S. That is don't it. Forget, Let's get, don't oh. forget the other thing that's on the, the website now. Brand new. Brand new merch. We got a new logo on there, too, that we are. We have a logo that we're licensed to, to sell. <laughs> yeah. I, I Actually, I got to go in there and get a shirt. So I'm going to get a hoodie, too. I'm excited. Oh, why I'm don't the one buying the merch, by the way. Expense. It's costing me money. It's not you really making this anymore. You know money bought my face. That was kind of, of a big deal. There you go. All right. Project All right, 70, Project 2020. We're going to talk to one of the artists, Blake Jameson. Let's see what he has to say for himself. All right, guys. So the guest we teased last week, Blake Jameson, joining us from Project 70 and Project 2020, the tops artist. What's happening, Blake? What's going on, man? Living the dream. How are you? Nice. Appreciate you joining us, man. So the only downside I have, I'll say this. I like the artwork. I'm not thrilled you're in the state of New York as a Bostonian. <laughs> there. Which kind of goes against my culture, but not a Yankees fan, I understand. Yeah, no, I'm an I'm a Oakland A's fan. Yeah. And Giant, fair. too. Which That's I know neutral. is like weird, weird to be both. But, you know, I grew up in the Bay Area going to Oakland A's games as a kid. Season tickets with my dad. Following Mark McGuire, Jose Canseco, Ricky Henderson. Like, those were my guys uh, growing up. And so, you know, then... Actually, you know, decades later, I moved back to California for for a little while, and that's when the Giants were having kind of every other year they were winning. Yeah, every odd year they just decide yeah. to win a ring. Yeah, <laughs> so I was I was in the Bay Area during that time, and that was exciting. Went to a lot of games at AT&T Park. So, like IPC Buster Posey, he's also in my, in my top set that I'm doing. Um, but yeah, man, I'm a I'm a Bay Area kid, born born and raised, and uh, now just happen to be in New York for the time being. Nice. Good stuff. I do want to talk about, obviously, the artwork and the projects and everything. Uh, let me ask well, you this. You're, you're a little different oh, from most hang on. of We're our guests. We're going to do the thing where Jesse just jumps in and asks questions yeah. early. Well, That's well, fine. I just no. want to say, you're a little different than most of the guests People that we've had on here. People are here to listen to you. Go ahead. Yeah, God. Yeah, they would. Okay, Mike? Where's your Batman Jeans. mask? Clown. I've got it. Oh, God. Charlie took Ask it. your question. My daughter. We have Blake for a few minutes. So, Come on. It's, so, but it's not really a question. It's just kind of a preface. So, Blake, you are one of the guys behind some of the artwork that goes in to these cards. I that's think right. that's really cool. Tell us a little bit about, you know, some of the projects you've worked on. Yeah. So I guess for a little bit of context, I've been painting, I've been focused on painting portraits of professional athletes for the last three years. And, uh, during the last year of that has been working with tops directly and creating baseball cards for tops project 2020, which I had 20 cards in, uh, followed by Tops 1951, which was a standalone set that I did with Tops reimagining their 1951 set, which was the first year they had the MLB license. And then now we're right in the middle of Tops Project 70, which is kind of like Project 2020, but on steroids. And there's 51 artists, and we're each making 20 cards. And so my second card in that set just launched today, which is the Ronald Acuna card uh, that I'm very excited about. Yeah, we just saw that a minute ago, actually, which I was happy to see. I like so McCutcheon was your first one, right? It was. It was. I like yeah. the Cutch. Acuna is like next level, though. He's a dude yeah. we talk about all the time. He's just. Yeah. I don't see how he's not the face of the league for like the next 10, 15 years. But dude's right. an absolute stud. Yeah, yeah, he's a beast. And uh, you know, I know that we we kind of talked offline about this, but I'm down to do some giveaways today. We can start working them in uh, as we see fit. But I'm down to give away. Uh, let's do three Cutch cards three Acuna cards. And uh, if we think of anything else, we could do some 1951 stuff. To, um, Acuna's in the 1951 set too. So that might be another giveaway. Nice. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. very cool. All yeah. right. So all right. are we also down? I think I'd already talked to you about this. Me and Jesse portrait. 
full sh- full body shot. My five seven frame, his six yep. five. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna paint him green. He's gonna wear the Just... Batman mask like last week. <laughs> Love it. Uh, so let me ask you this: What got you into the artist artist work with cards? Because obviously you, you didn't just start, you know, pick up a brush a couple of years ago. What what was sure. the transition like for the, to get into that? Yeah, well, so I you're right. I didn't just pick up a brush a few years ago, but I did. I'm relatively new to being a full time artist. So I think, like a lot of people, uh, I was kind of convinced for a long time. Although I really enjoyed making art and creating things, I was convinced that art was a starving artist and it wasn't a viable career path. And so despite my parents actually encouraged me to go to art school because they knew that I was creative and, and I really enjoyed making art, but I, I decided I thought that was a bad choice. And so I went, I studied economics. I ended up working in marketing for a decade after college. And then it wasn't until my 30th birthday that I decided that I wanted to do something that actually made me really happy on a daily basis. And that turned out to be painting. And so six years ago now, I started painting full-time. And because I have this kind of unique skill set and experience in digital marketing uh, that has helped me kind of promote and sell my art uh, with moderate success over the last six years. And about a year, a year and a half after I started, was painting full time, I met this guy in Las Vegas. I was delivering art to a different client and he was an ex-NFL player that now managed other NFL clients. And so he really liked my art. And he suggested that if I work with a few of his clients for free, uh, he'll get them to post about my art. And then that could kind of snowball into me working with their teammates and other people in the NFL. And so that's what we did. And and it worked very well. And so for then, for a long time, like that was just my niche is I would reach out. Sometimes I would reach out to athletes. Sometimes athletes would reach out to me. And usually I'd be painting a picture of them doing something awesome from their career. And, uh, and then they would get the painting and hopefully post about it on social media or tell their friends, uh, tell their teammates. And then those guys would come and buy a painting too. And so that had been going really well. And I kind of just had this system. And then sometime, I guess it was probably, I guess it was middle, middle of 2019 tops reached out to me because they'd seen some work that I did with one of the athletes and they told me about the tops project 2020 invited me to be involved. and ever since, I mean, that was a life-changing project for me in terms of getting my art into way more homes. Because before it was like, I would paint one painting of, let's say, Drew Brees, and then that goes to Drew. And then like, sure, like his teammates might see it, but like, that's, then I have to paint the next thing. I have to find my next client. Sure, now a ton of exposure. Right. And now with Tops, you know, I get to paint like my Mike Trout card, which was a collaboration with Ben Baller last year within Project 2020. That card sold 75,000 copies that are in different, you know, that are in different homes. So (laughs) it's like, it's a whole different scale for me and and my business and kind of the year, this last year has just been a whirlwind of growing pains and like new challenges and, uh, and new opportunities. So do you still do the one-on-one stuff? Like if an artist, uh, somebody contacts you, a player, I mean, you still, yeah, I do all that. I do, but, um, so I have like a waiting list essentially for, for oh, nice. worked and, uh, you know, through tops, like getting exposed to such a big, um, audience pool, you know, that waiting list includes some pro athletes and also some super fan collectors, right? Like if somebody is a huge Acuna collector and they want an original painting of Acuna, uh, they might hit me up about that. So, so I still do that part of the business, but there is a waiting list because I have so many different things that projects that I'm working on and, creating these one-of-one artworks is it's a nice chunk of change because my paintings sure. aren't cheap but it's a lot different than 
you know, it takes me the same amount of time to paint a painting for you that you're buying as a one of one versus painting the Acuna that then goes to tops and then gets printed on cards and sold to the masses. And for me, the latter, even if financially from the, in the short term might be a little bit less money, it's still a lot more exposure and like a lot more value in my mind. And so I've kind of put commissions, you know, I'm still doing them. I just do, I usually do like four commissions per month, um, sometimes less versus like back when I was just doing paintings and that was my main thing, I'd be painting maybe 12 paintings a month. Um, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. But like you said, so you come from the marketing background though. I mean, not much better way to market in that field that you're in than, I mean, that's, that's pretty crazy. Let me ask right. you this too, before we get, cause the, the, the project 70, I am not super, I know you can go online and buy just the singles. Yep. Is that the only way they're distributed or is there a pack where you just buy a pack and you get a random card or do you know ahead Great of time question. what you're buying? Great question. Um, Thank you. you, all, you Every you, once in a while. I only have that was going to be my that question. Thanks for coming to Blake. We're <laughs> yeah. done here. Heading on the good uh, note. So the short answer is you can only buy them from tops.com and you know what you're buying. Okay. But gotcha. there is kind of this similar to like a pack, like there's a chase element. And so if you buy one of my Ronald Acuna cards that's, that's available today, uh, you have a chance of getting a foil card, like that's rainbow foil, that's numbered to 70. Which sell like 10 times more, at least. That McCutcheon oh. card is doing tons of money, the foil one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, the foils are like, I don't know, probably $500 average um, per foil. But you're paying, so you're paying 20 bucks a card okay. on okay. tops if you buy a single. If you buy a five pack, you get a little discount. If you buy a 10 pack, I think you're paying about 16 bucks a card. So if you buy a 10 pack, though, you know you're getting the same, the Acuna, for example, you're getting the same 10 Ronald cards, but mm -hmm. one of those could, they just randomly insert, could be the foil. Correct. Yeah. That'd be, that's and and in theory, like you could pull two foils out of a 10 pack. Who knows? Like, I mean, okay. I also, so you have, you know, so there's the, the foil card, which is numbered to 70. Right. And that's because this Topps Project 70 is celebrating 70 years of Topps producing baseball cards. Yep. And then there's also a one of one gold frame card that is randomly inserted to the base orders. And so like the Kutch card, the guy that, the guy that got the one of one gold uh, ordered one card and then he got the gold, Jeez. which wow. is insane. And so That's for a little crazy. bit of context, golds were available in project 2020. They're available now. They have sold anywhere on the low end for around a thousand dollars on the high end, uh, tens of thousands of dollars. And um, it's crazy. So like the guy that got my McCutcheon card, I hit up on Facebook, he posted it in a private group. And so I'm thinking, okay, maybe I can like trade, you know, I could paint a picture of anything he wants and give him that for the gold card. And then essentially he's paying like 20 bucks, ending up with, uh, you know, arguably priceless, or if you want to go with like retail prices, like a $3,500 painting um, wow. for a $20 card. But the problem is, you know, a lot of people in, in the hobby also are in it for the dollars. And sure. so like, People were just like, oh, you should cash in. You could sell that for $40,000. You could do this. And he, and you know, when he kind of got starry eyed and was like, yeah, this is, this is going to be my payday. And I'm like, okay, if you think $40,000 is in the discussion, like I'm out. I have, yeah. nothing, I have nothing to do with this. I don't care about the gold card that much. Right. I, yeah. You know, I would, I would pay him a thousand bucks or 2000 bucks for it cash, but, uh, or like trading a combination of cash and like art, but like, I'm not, there's no way I'm going to get in that. In that yeah, forty grand. What we're are we talking forty thousand dollars. Yeah, I want so, McCutcheon hand delivering me that card for forty grand and taking me to yeah. dinner. Yeah. Hey, so speaking of, you know, McCutcheon saw my card and then and then liked it and reached out to me. And uh, oh, really, the MLB Players Association or Players Club or whatever 
uh, is going to set up some type of like Zoom where uh, Kutch and nice. I can like chat and kind of hype that card up. I'm also sending him a care package of some art and some cards and. Oh, very cool. That's pretty cool. I like to see them get involved in that. Nice. Yeah. Hey, so Blake, let me ask you. So what we've seen lately, uh, you you may or may not be familiar with this. Are you familiar with NFTs? Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, Dude. you got to be. You're uh, yeah. in the art world. Yes. So it's, we are in a weird space where sports and art are really starting to collaborate on, uh, in the NFT world as far as, yep. you know, making sure you got uh, a unique individual card. But now it's also like, huge like selling multi millions tens of millions of dollars for just an individual individual art piece is there any talk of you doing any pieces like that for the sports world like digital art uh in an nft form yeah um and in fact uh it's it's occupying a lot of my time uh, and resources now i'm building out uh i i think like i'm very bullish on the nft space and i think for a tiny bit of context for listeners that they don't know, just because I've, I get this so often, it's like, I just want to give a, a tiny little overview yeah, of please. my view of NFTs and the benefits of an artist. Yep. And then I'll kind of explain because I am, I have projects in the works with players from every single professional league. I'm working with baseball, basketball, soccer, and football. NFTs are all like mid-production. Um, and some of them are probably launched. One of them is launching as soon as next week. Um oh, wow. Okay, so for those that don't know, NFT stands for non-fungible token. And I think that the most simple way of looking at it is like it's making like a digital birth certificate, let's just say, for a piece of art. And that is an original. It's like a, it's a one it's this one of one thing that can't be replicated because all of this lives on the blockchain. And I don't want to get like too deep into the technical side of things, <laughs> but essentially like people say, "Well, why would you buy you know, why are people spending millions of dollars on what they think is a JPEG? Um, which I get that miscon like, I think it's, a, it, it is a misconception, but I also think it's like to simplify things is kind of true. Um, the difference is like, you know, for, especially like gamers, right. If you play Fortnite, like, did you ever buy, have you ever bought any skins? I don't know if you guys play, play games, those yeah. skins, like, like you don't get anything in real life. It's yeah. a digital item. It, it changes the look maybe of like your gun or something, but it doesn't affect your gameplay. It just makes you look cool. A, yeah. to like your friends, to strangers you meet on the internet. And people spend a lot of money on that and see value in that because it's like this clout and like and also like collectability. Now with NFTs, we're taking that same kind of skin aspect, tying it into like the art world. And we're seeing, like you said, like all these different player collaborations. Gronk just had a big one. Uh, Patrick Mahomes just did one or announced one. I'm not sure. Um, it's wild to see. And it's a space that I'm, that I'm super bullish on. I do think we're in it. We're going to see a little, we're in, we're seeing a bubble right now, right? These prices, I think that things are going for, I don't think they're sustainable. Um, if we look at like the macro level, I do think on a micro level, certain artists drop an NFT that might cost, you know, I spent personally, I spent, um, a thousand dollars on someone's digital video it was a video mm-hmm. file and there were there was an edition of 1400 of the minted it's actually it was a pro athlete micah johnson um used to play in the mlb now he's an artist and does the nft stuff like that was the first time that i as a buyer spent over a thousand dollars on a digital piece of art and like i think that's an investment that i'm proud well, to so many people are comparing right now the boom in the sports card market to a modern day art piece, you know, for them. Cause they, nobody wants, you know, guys like us don't want, you know, Picasso's on the wall, but 
we may want like a Mike Trout on the wall or something like that. Yeah. So it only makes sense to jump the shark over into the digital world with NFTs and bringing that like to where you could actually have a real piece of art. Granted, it's digital, but these days, who cares? Nobody seems right. to mind that. Right. And, you know, there's so there's an, another artist. He's in Tops Project 70. His name's Alex Pardee. He did the Acuna before me that was kind of like like Venom. You guys see that one? Oh, yeah, with the face. Yes. Yeah, that one's pretty cool. Yep. That oh, one was sick. It. Yeah, cool. I'll, it's it's a really cool card. And it's also the current um, leaderboard uh, print run. So it had like 14,000 printed, which is really cool to see. So Alex and I had a great conversation. And one thing that he mentioned is like, you know, when you think about the NFT space, don't just think about it in terms of like what is possible today. Think about what's possible in the future. So in, in 10, 20, 30 years, you might be able to go check into the W Hotel and you get into your hotel room and the whole hotel room's walls might be LCD screens. And <laughs> then you can log in. Maybe you have this app and you can populate and basically hang any of your digital art in your hotel room, make it feel like home. Um, I thought that was fascinating because like only if you owned, let's just say like one of my NFTs and it was a one of one, you're the only people that could, you could take it with you every single place you go, but you're also the only person that could do that. So somebody yeah. else might be able to look at it on their iPhone screen, but you can put it on your wall. You know, you have a lot more flexibility because um, you own that digital asset. Oh, okay, cool. So where, where do guys go if they want to get one of your, you know, sports card NFTs? Like, where would they go to get that? So right now I'm selling my NFTs on a marketplace called Super Rare. And so it's superrare.co slash Blake, B-L-A-K-E. Okay, And cool. I am, uh, like I said, I'm still learning. I'm getting my feet wet. I've probably, I think I put about 20 pieces on Super Rare. And all of those are from the archive of things I painted over the last three, four years of, uh, uh, focused on sports. What's upcoming is going to be, you know, similar, but it's like, it's built for NFTs. So like I'm working directly with athletes to create a, like it starts with a portrait because that's what most of my work does, but then we're, we're kind of enhancing it in certain ways. So if you're buying my NFT, the base NFT, you might, all you get is the picture, they you know, the JPEG. Then we have like another tier that comes with a physical print of it that I will, uh, you know, have a print made and sign and then send that to you. And then like an ultra premium tier that is a print that is signed by both myself and the athlete. And then the like the one of one is actually the original artwork that I create. Like, you know, behind me, that's the Acuna card. That's the original Acuna. Okay. Yeah, the original oh, cool. Acuna. And so like they would get that original artwork that is also signed by the athlete. And then in that case, like the NFT almost serves as a certificate of authenticity. So like someone could go out and uh, forge this piece of art, uh, you know, try and paint it exactly the same. But if you don't have the corresponding NFT that goes with it, that basically proves that it is like authentic, right. um, you know, then it, then it's just a forgery. And I do think like the authentication component is going to be fascinating in the card space, you know, within the hobby and in the art space. It's like, it means a lot to collectors, right? Yeah. To have that's why people want the JSA certification on their autograph or right. you know, or whatever, the Beckett great, you know, they mm -hmm. want those things. That's the exact same reason why the NFT component to like physical art will be important. I Very think. cool. Well, I think that's awesome. And I think it's really cool that you're willing to give up a few of these pieces of art to uh 
few of the listeners. Uh, I think once we're we're done, we'll do something on our social media, just post up, you know, how to win, all that kind of stuff. But sure. uh, yeah. that's very cool. Yeah. Hey, so what else do you have coming out, Blake, for the for Project 70, by the way? I know you've got Kutch, yep. uh, Acuna. Yep. Who else you got coming? So I have Buster Posey coming. Like I said, I was a big Giants fan sure. and, and during their run. So Buster Are you Posey, picking these, by the way? You get to yeah, pick these? So, yeah, yeah. So we get to pick all of our cards. Oh, nice. And, uh, and in general, the cards are kept like it's up to the artist how much they how much they say they're doing. Uh, so some artists, you have no idea who they're working on. Whenever their next card comes out, that's the only time you're going to know. I'm terrible at keeping secrets. <laughs> and, uh, so I've, I've leaked out quite a bit of my list. So Mark McGuire is my favorite athlete of all time. He's on the list. Okay. And that's cool. Cause project 2020 was allowed us to actually connect. And like, he's a friend of mine now. And so that, that'll actually kind of be collaborative effort with Mark, uh, Buster Posey, He's coming up. Mookie Betts is actually my next card. Um, I'm trying to think because I don't want to spill the beans on any that I haven't already like publicly said. Uh, Ricky Henderson, I'm doing. Just spill the beans on one. We won't tell anybody. You're not even that good <laughs> yeah. at keeping secrets. I mean, yeah. come on. What are we doing? Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. That's a pretty cool list. Yeah. Though. So that's a list. So, so like, I also have like, you know, some of the studs like Jeter and Trout are on my list. Uh, I'm considering actually kind of calling an audible and changing from some of those more popular players to a little bit more uh, under uh, represented markets. Um, so I'm not, not exactly sure yet, honestly, like the list is still kind of in flux, but I do get to choose my own players. So, nice. you know, that's a cool component of like this project is that artists can do whatever they want with that. And like I could go to my audience and say, who should I paint next? Let's take a poll and whoever votes, you know, whatever gets the most votes that could become a tops card. Um, and now all of a sudden the hobby, the people in the hobby are collecting the cards, but they're also literally choosing like what cards will be in the set, which is a really fun kind of uh, a fun way of releasing a set for a company like tops versus them just doing whatever they want. And then the audience having no say in the subject list. Yeah. yeah, I'm. I'm actually glad to hear like tops getting involved too. And baseball, I mean, I always I love baseball cards, but baseball is the one sport when it comes to marketing. I just feel like they're always a little bit behind the curve and a little bit slower with pushing out athletes. So like the Project Seventy, I I really just started looking into once we knew you were coming on the show, and that was my biggest question was the chase factor. I actually think that's awesome because because nowadays everything is so expensive with wax, you can't go to Walmart and buy a pack anymore because right. they're worth 10x. So yep. people are lined up. But if you're telling me now, it's like, hey, I like this player. Worst case, I'm getting the base $20 Ronald Acuna. But hey, you may get a you know, $10,000 one-on-one or even just a foil, which is worth six to eight. It right. gives you the same. And Tops is dictating the price, which yeah. I love. You're just buying through yeah. Tops. So right. I think it's a great right. move. I think it's a cool marketing move. I think it's cool to get you know people in the artist, the art field involved too. So yeah, yeah. I definitely think it's a growing space. I, like I said, we had a ton of guys ask us about it. When are you going to talk yeah. about it? And we just didn't know anything about it. And then when you yeah. you guys reached out, I was like, this is like perfect timing. Yes. So it uh, yeah. worked out great. Uh, maybe we can catch up down the road too when some of your other pieces come out. Um, so where can people find you at? What's the best way to get a hold of you, your projects? Sure. Where can they yeah. check you out? So, so kind of my hub, my website is just blake.art. And then uh, on all social media platforms, uh, for the most part, if you just search Blake Jameson, you're going to find me. Um, cool. You know, Twitter, Blake Jameson. Uh, Instagram that handles actually athlete portraits, but if you put Blake Jamison, you'll find me there too. Uh, I stream on YouTube Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and that's, that's kind of the fun, like fan, um, interactions. And so usually on Wednesday nights on YouTube, I'm painting live and 
encouraging the, the community to kind of participate. And so, you know, people saw last Wednesday, I painted my Buster Posey card start to finish live. It was like a three hour stream. Oh, nice. Uh, and people got to literally like, it starts with a blank canvas. And by the end of it, it's, it's the Buster Posey card that, that will be, you know, sent to tops. That's awesome. That's very really cool. cool. Yeah. Well, hey, we appreciate the time. And Jesse's going to have you back already. I'm going to text her after the show. <laughs> this dude likes NFTs. He's, he's my best friend. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. already right. He's Blake, trying to replace me every week. So Blake, I guarantee will you text me your number so that we can <laughs> yeah. just have Not a good text. Yeah. Just yeah. you and him. Yep. Yeah. No. Hey, we appreciate it, man. We'll drop all the handles too on our social today. We really appreciate yeah. you coming on. And uh, yeah, keep up the work. It, it's awesome looking stuff. So we're excited Thank to get you, you on here, man. Appreciate yeah. you taking some time. For sure, man. Thanks, Blake. Have a great one. Yeah, you awesome. too. Stay awesome. All right, guys. So there you go. That was Blake Jameson. Make sure you check him out on Instagram, Twitter. The tops. Nope. Almost tops. The Project 70. That Acuna card. Yes. Of course, we recorded this on Monday. So by Tuesday, it's going to have like less than two days left. It's only 20 bucks. Uh, get on there and buy it. That's pretty awesome. You can buy the, I mean, you can win the foil. That's what I was wanting to see. I yeah. wanted to see that chase thing. So that's actually pretty awesome. So where can I make my go. money? Exactly. I know you're worried about that. So, of course, our our thoughts and prayers with Brady the dog, as we mentioned at the beginning of the show. Sad day for the pup. He'll bounce back. It's a dark Uh, day. It is a dark day. Breeze, bye-bye. Been a savage career. So, uh, yeah, and a couple cool cards we talked about in the Straight Cash Homie segment. So make sure you buy those. And you might as well buy a shirt that says Straight Cash Homie and has J-Bo's face on it. You don't have to have the one with my face, but you probably should. You don't have to, but you should absolutely. (laughs) Why wouldn't you? Yeah, don't even think about anything else. That's the show, fellas. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you guys on Friday. Later.